This is episode 205 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I'm joined by Michel Oron of Fortune.net and we talk about what you need to do to prepare your e-commerce business if you want to sell it. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, we we'll want to talk about exit strategies for merchants. A lot of merchants have some kind of idea if they want to sell their business or not or when they want to sell it, but they don't have a clear plan on how to do this. So this will be the topic today. We want to find out what's the best way to find buyers for your shop, for your e-commerce business, and what's the best way to go through these different steps. With that, I have Michelle Oron on the show today. She's the co-founder and CEO of Fortunet, a leading investment bank focusing on the sale of premium e-commerce businesses. Prior to Fortunet, Michelle was the executive manager and corporate lawyer for about 25 years, holding senior positions in international leading brands as a VP of business development and general counsel. Michelle led IPOs, mergers and acquisitions on global transactions and joint ventures throughout her career. So she's definitely the right person to talk to. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi, Klaus. I'm fine. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. Michelle, we're talking about exit strategies, about ways on how to sell an e-commerce business. Now, obviously, there's a lot of merchants that are building up their assets, their property, their brand. And at some point, they think, okay, there might be a seller out there or not. What's the best way to start with this whole process of getting into the idea of selling an e-commerce business? First of all, and maybe make sure that you have sellable business. Sellable business, this is a business that can remain sustainable for the long term and not something that will fall apart tomorrow. And in order to be such a business, it should rely upon relatively strong assets. And this could be brands protected by trademark. This could be strong clientele base with the repeated, repeated acquisitions, differentiated products or any modes that can support the long-term existence of the business. So that's the first thing. And maybe everyone can ask himself, would I buy my business? Is this a business that makes sense to be acquired by someone? Generally speaking, as long as there are positive cash flow businesses that should continue to generate at least stable performance or even better to show growth, this should be a very good start to assume that your business and sell is sellable. So maybe that's the first thing. And then uh, if you come to the conclusion that you want to sell your business and generally speaking, your business is sellable, then you should start planning your action in this context. So I assume that you want to hear what will be my recommendation here. That's 100% right, and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's better to start preparing in advance. Use this time efficiently to make sure that you're well prepared to sell the business that when the time is right. And there are different things that you can do. So one is to make sure that you are familiar with the benchmarks, which are relevant to different key parameters of your business. And if you your business deviates from major ones, then try and explore how you can improve. I can give example of different metrics. For example, what is the ROAS, return on ad spend for your business? 
What is your EBITDA? What are, what is your gross profit? There are different standards that your business can be measured by, by, by now. And it is worth learning those and adjust where, wherever possible. So maybe this is the main important thing. So start analyzing your business, identify what can be improved and how truly strong and good your business is. The next thing is identify potential risks in your business. For example, do you have a relevant trademark that protects your brand? And maybe here, just to give an example, we meet, you can see here and there, e-commerce sellers that incorporated their business, let's say 2016, found the right brand for their amazing products and applied for a trademark. Right. With time, they launched additional products but they forgot to take a look at the list of their trademark and the list of products covered by the trademark. And actually, at the end of the day, they may discover that there are many of their products are not protected by their own trademark. This first product launch may down the road constitutes only a small portion of your revenue and most of your revenue may not be well protected. So these are things that you should better discover in advance and you can correct them. In many cases, you can correct but you need the time to do that. For example, you can apply to, ex- to expand the scope of your trademark, but this, it, it may take, I don't know, a year or so. So this is just one example. There is a checklist that each business owner should go over to make, to identify if there are risks in the business that are curable. Buyers would generally refrain from buying a business whereby most of the products are not the buy trade. For example, so maybe that's the second thing. Another thing which is very important to mention is the financial performance. And in order to improve your financial performance and control your financials, first you have to know them well. And as much as it may sound weird, we come across many times centers of large, relatively large businesses or not too small businesses that actually do not control their own financials very well. So you should better, you should better, yeah, and it seems trivial, but that's the case. So you should better have your financials calculated and edited on a monthly basis. This will allow you both to control better your business, identify where you should focus steps in improving it and keep on growing your business and also have it ready for a sale. I touch different things that should be approached internally in the business before you even start making any steps outside of your business in relation to its sale. So let's say, let's call it cleanups, okay? In your business, just to make sure that you are ready. My advice will always be to get assisted by an M&A advisor. These are experienced people. For you, it may be the first, many times it will be the first time, if not the first time, maybe the second or third time, but getting assisted by someone that's making for a living and have concluded that Dozens or hundreds of such deals wouldn't save you time. And with the right one, with the right advisor, you can gain much more money at the end of the road. So this will be my advice. What should you do with this advisor? Maybe one thing is first plan, then what should be the right timing for you to start selling your business? So again, start preparing now. It doesn't matter where you are now. You should start preparing for sale now. And I didn't cover all the internal things that you should do, but that's no question. This is something that you should do. But when should you start the actual process for that? That's an important question. And here, you sh- 
different aspects should be measured. What do you want? This is my thing. What are your aspirations? Are you planning to keep on managing this business for the next five years? So maybe you have some time. Do you want to throw whether you are able to set it or do you consider selling it in the next year or so? Okay, you should speak with someone now. So these are your personal situation should be accounted for in, the, in making this decision about time. The next thing is what is the status of your business and what is the status of the market and the M&A market. So with respect to your business, you preferably want to sell your business when it is in a growth trend. People are getting married when they're young and beautiful for a reason. It's just easier this way. So the same is for your business. You should sell it when it is appealing and attracting and has what to offer to buyers. Also declining business and businesses that require some turn and turnaround intervention may be appealing, but it will be more difficult to actually build your case around that and find the right buyer and find those buyers that will pay you a good amount of money for your business. It's better to sell your business when it is Shining it comes with a proven trend record of success and it is positioned to a continued growth at the same time. So this is about your business and then the markets. What is the market for your business now? When I say the market, so of course, macroeconomics is already always relevant, but different segments within the e-commerce space attract more or less interest at different times. Today, pet-related products, baby products, beauty products, and others may generally attract more demands than, I don't know, other fashion, okay, for example. So you may want to explore what the market has to offer for your business today. And based on all of the above, you can take a decision about time. That's important. It's a coffee break where I just speak and you drink all the coffee. <laughs> I take all the coffee and yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting things that you mentioned. I find it interesting that there are bigger e-commerce businesses that don't know their numbers, should know your numbers, your KPIs as a business. And you touched on the market situation right now. Now, obviously, a lot of countries right now, recession, thoughts about it, and there's inflation going on, people are losing their jobs and so on and so forth. So it's probably a bit about more of a stressful situation right now for a lot of businesses to grow and to become sellable or to be become attractive, as you mentioned, with the couple that gets married young to find a buyer. Right now, in that situation, what's the status right now? Is there businesses out there looking to buy other businesses or what was the overall situation right now? If I'm interested in selling my business, does it make sense to start a process or should I rather wait until things become better again? Yeah. So surprisingly, there are many buyers out there. So companies that define themselves as acquirers, these could be either strategic buyers, companies that plan to go LBO, IPO, companies that are already publicly traded, just strategic players in different segments that want to develop their business, not only organically, but also through acquisition. Those who hold funds available for such investments are actively looking to buy businesses. At the same time, there are some companies that raise money, you know, those aggregators of the world. They operate mildly in the acquisition front, but they are still on. And also different funds, private equities or venture capital. These kind of funds hold dry powders that at the end of the day has to be invested. So altogether, there is available money out there looking to be invested 
in businesses. And e-commerce is one of the growing industries these days that generates positive cash flow, which is great, specifically in these times. So yes, there is a market. This is not the peak that we were able to see in 2021. We're not there, but it's a decent market. And of course, buyers are selective, so they will not buy everything. They will not pay the best price or the highest multiple for any business. But for the right business, the shinier businesses or good businesses, there will be strong, solid buyers that will pay a fair amount of money. You touched a little bit on industries, beauty industry, for instance. If I have grown my business to what kind of size or what kind of size do I need to have as a business to become attractive? Means what kind of revenue do I need to have? Team members, I don't know, market share. Are there KPIs beside of having my ducks in a row within the business that make it attractive for a buyer? Here it depends who is the buyer. But if I need to relate to this question in the most general manner, maybe it's better to relate to the minimal amount of minimal size of the business that starts to be more attractive. Although in theory, there is a buyer for everything because maybe you have a very small business and there is a private owner or a small operator that is looking to expand a bit the business or sold his previous business and now looking to invest in another business. And then every business can be sold. But businesses that can attract more buyers interested in their acquisition, I would say, well, should have revenue of more than seven to ten million dollar per year profit. I mean, let's say uh, the EBITDA line should be twenty percent and up. And of course, as you go up, upper, then it becomes more of a relevant target acquisition. The reason for that is that first of all, we once you've met this, you cross this minimum barrier, you are proven to have a solid business, which should be less risky, already coped well with some challenges, and then that's part of it. But it's not only about the size. So generally speaking, I would say that this should be the golden number for, for a minimum sales of high brand. I was fortunate that you're obviously helping sellers finding the right buyer and getting the process right. Now, in regards of a timeline, if I decide to sell and then the buyer has been found, for sure there's some other steps before I'm really out of the business. How long does that take usually? After you found your buyer. Okay, so you skip one stage or we'll get back to it later. But once you had your buyer, so ideally you should enter with your buyer into a tear sheet or a letter of intent. In this term sheet, you would want to cover all the commercial part of the deal. Okay, so the legal part is out, but anything which is related to how much you will get for your business under which term, when, what are the payment timeline, what is your non-compete, what are the assets that are you were about to sell, whether you should stay with your business and then you hand over your team as well, etc. Those terms should be covered by a term sheet. Once the term sheet is signed, then you can expect, I don't know, a an average of 60 days, it can be more than that, in which your business w will be other due diligence. So the buyer will go over all aspects of your business, your financials, business aspects such as strategic contracts with suppliers, with key employees, your IP rights, any tariffs and customs related information, sales tax, 
VAT, etc. All of these will be examined. And then in parallel, the deal document will be prepared. This will be either share purchase agreement or asset purchase agreement. Then in different ancillary documents, as the case may be, all of these should take 60 days, maybe 90 days and more as something in, in between. Okay, um, well, that sounds great. You were fortunate, obviously, helping not only find the buyers, but also preparing everything to make this process as flawless as possible. How does that work? What are the steps to get everything ready? It depends if we start working with the clients well ahead of the sale or just at the time that they want to sell their business. If we're starting earlier, we can help getting prepared. We can help analyze, reviewing the business, going over different parameters and exploring what must be improved, what must be corrected and what can be improved and corrected. And then when we feel that we are ready, then the process itself starts gathering all the data about the business because we, like the buyer, must learn the business thoroughly. When we approach buyers, we know the business at least as well as the owner. This is what usually we see ourselves. We are experts in those business, at least as much as the owners. And then we prepare a business analysis based on all this information and the investor debt because you want to control the name narrative of the story of your business. You need to present everything, but in the right context. If there are things to emphasize, because this is where the potential lies, or this is where there is a huge opportunity that you haven't exploited fully yet, you should point it out. If there are different challenges in the business, you should put them in the right context because they will be, they will be discovered eventually. So better to cope with them in advance and make sure that the story is well present. So that's, this will be the first step. And then the, this step together with your financial must be well edited, well classified. Sometimes we saw whether different expenses can be added back in this way. You present not your EBITDA, but your adjusted EBITDA. So we help with that too. And then what we do, we decide on, we're searching for the right buyers. Here we must identify who those should be, which buyers should evaluate this specific business in the highest valuation, because of course a certain business doesn't necessarily work the same for all buyers. It all depends on their own specific plans. So we will identify those buyers and will approach all of them at the same time, more or less. The philosophy behind the process is to try and create a competition and bring to the table as much, as many buyers as possible at the same time. Of course, dipping very much market dependence because when the market is super hot, then very easily you get many buyers chasing after you. If the market is more challenging, then it may take more time. And even today, even in those market conditions for the right businesses that we're working with, we're able to discuss with 10, 20 actively interested buyers looking interested in acquiring the same business. So we help them understand the business. We provide them with more information as they require. Of course, after, only after they sign a non-disclosure agreement, which is also part of the process. So if you do the process yourself, you must make sure that you don't disclose information about your business without having some commitments to maintain it confidential. And then we negotiate with those buyers that are interested. And then this negotiation looks differently in, in different deals. 
And of course, the idea here is to obtain the best results. The best result is the highest multiple and best payment terms and other terms. Because you can get, when we're talking about payment, then there is the cash that you get. And potentially you have the equity incentives in the future, earn out payments, how will you be paid for your inventory, etc. When you will get any portion of the deal price. And also we are negotiating the deal structures. So should it be a share purchase agreement or an asset purchase agreement? And etc. And it all depends on your tax considerations and legal considerations. For then, yeah, so we are helping closing the term sheets and also helping running the whole project where, yeah, and after the term sheet, we are kind of project managers coordinating the due diligence, coordinating the legal work, helping solve crises that tend to appear during these processes until the deal is closed. After the deal is closed, you also need something else. Because so we call it post deal support because maybe you have earned out payment after the deal and we should monitor together with you whether you are entitled to receive your earn outs, et cetera. And, and issues tend to come and we cover it all and to help. Okay. It already shows selling a business is not an easy process. There's many, many steps involved and it's better to have a partner on the, on your side who asks the uncomfortable questions and not yeah. the buyer. So you prepared and somebody who basically polishes your business and to really make it shiny to get the most out of it. What's your pricing structure? How do you charge your clients? So we are partnering with our clients. Generally speaking, we are paid on a success base only. So. We don't charge anything upfront unless for specific cases, we're getting a certain percentage of the deal prices we're able to obtain. Maybe one thing that I forgot to mention, it's also very important. If you are looking to sell your business, I'm sorry, getting back to your other question. If you are looking to sell your business, you should explore your buyers all over the world. It's e-commerce. Doesn't, not that important where you are located. You just need to find the right buyer. It doesn't matter where these buyers are in Dubai, in the US, in Europe, Australia, or anywhere else in the world. So you should aim more or less, of course, to cover your buyers globally. So this is something that we do. Oh, sounds yeah. great. As it shows, as a small medium enterprise, ready to sell your business, many steps involved. I think that's a really good tip. The seller or the buyer might be on the other side of the planet, and then it will be very difficult for yourself to find them. Where can people find more about Fortunet? So we have a website, www.fortunet.net. I'm available to always to answer any question. And the rest of the team, we're a team of 40 people. All of them are available to take questions and looking to help where possible. I will put the link in the show notes and you just want to click away. And I'm sure there will be many people approaching you with a lot of questions because it's a complex topic. Michelle, thanks so much for your time. I think that was a very good insight on how selling a business works and what you need to take in consideration before really doing this. And I hope a lot of listeners will reach out to you and ask for more info. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Klaus. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.